Well, that's what we're uh, doing this morning. We are uh, looking at uh, honoring, honoring your parents, and particularly mom this morning. And you have a, an outline. Did my did my brother show up yet? Where is Uncle Rick? Ellie wants to sit by Uncle Rick. Uh, Uncle Rick's going to be in trouble this morning, but uh, that's all right. But if you have your Bibles, or you can use your outline this morning, uh, it's Ephesians chapter 6, verses 2 and 3. Paul says this, Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. And this is the promise, if you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on the earth. You know, God felt like, this was so, this issue, this, uh, this command is so important that he made it one of the Big Ten. And I am not talking about the Big Ten conference, okay? I am talking about one of the Ten Commandments. It's so critical that you and I honor our mother and father. And this is the only commandment with a promise. As we honor our parents, God says things are going to go well for you, that you're going to have a long life on earth. Now that's, that's, that's a principle there. Not, not, not everybody always lives a long life, but life can go well with you as you keep this commandment. Now, why did God give us this command? Have you ever thought about that before? Why? Well, one of the reasons why he gave us this commandment is because every parent is flawed. That's right. I'm flawed. You're flawed. Your parents were flawed. Your grandparents were flawed. You know, I love, love my grandparents. And, uh, but they weren't perfect. They had flaws. And if if your kids have kids, your your children are flawed. But if your children have children, you know what? They're not flawed. They're perfect. All right. It's amazing how perfection skips a generation. Have you ever noticed that? But uh, no, we are all flawed. Every parent is flawed. And yet in spite of that, God wants us to honor them. Why? Well, for, for one, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be alive without them. Okay, and that's point number two. We wouldn't be alive without them. Have you ever thought about that? Uh, you know, it's rather obvious, but it's so true. You know, um, a few weeks ago, Emily, our youngest, was uh, looking, th- I don't know what she was looking through, she was looking through Christmas cards or, or something, but uh, she came across this one family, and she didn't know this family, and she asked Susan, who is this? And Susan said, oh, that was my old boyfriend from high school. <laughs> Susan's hanging her head in shame now, but, and I don't ha- don't know how the subject came up, but, uh, but uh, she told Emily that, you know, he's a medical doctor today. 
And so here I'm walking into the room and Emily has this sassy tone saying, you know, uh, Dad, did you know that mom's former boyfriend in high school is now a medical doctor? You know, as if, as if I was going to feel threatened by that. <laughs> and I'm not. But, uh, but I said, well, I know. But had she married him? Guess what, Emily? You wouldn't be here today. <laughs> so that kind of silenced Emily. But it's true. You know, one of the reasons why we are to honor our parents is because we wouldn't be around uh, if if uh, God hadn't put them together. And then the third reason why uh, we are to honor our parents is because God chose their DNA to make you unique. God used your mom and your dad to make you. And the Bible says in Psalm 139, verse 13 and verse 16, it says, God knit me together in my mother's womb and recorded every day of my life that I was born. God knew who you were going to be. And he needed your mother's DNA and he needed your dad's inner DNA to make you. Now, just understand, you are not an accident. When it comes to babies, there are no accidents. There may be accidental parents, but there are no accidental babies. God had a plan, and he needed those two people's DNA to make you. And so you're here on this planet with a purpose. And one of the plans, one of the commands for your life is to honor your mother and father. So today we are going to honor mothers. And the way I want to honor mothers this morning, one of the ways is um, we're <clears throat> when it comes to honoring our parents, it's it's not just with the children. Okay, the Bible says we are to honor our parents through every season of life, and so there is childhood, there is young adult, and then there is. Uh, the end of life. And in all seasons, we are to honor our parents. And so we're going to be looking at the children first this morning and how we honor our parents. But I wanted to hear from the children this morning of what you like best about your mommy. So all the kids who are in our service this morning, come on up. Come on up. Just stand up here. And uh, we want to all hold the microphone. And we want to hear what you like most about your mommy. Okay? Come on down. You're going to be at the end. Okay. All right. So what you need to do is you need to tell us your name and what you like most about your mommy. Okay? We'll let you go first. What's your name? 
Preston. Preston. What do you like most about your mommy, Preston? You want to help my mom do my homework? Oh, help your mom do your homework. That's an important one. Good, good answer. We need those homework helpers, don't we? Okay. Tell us your name and what you like most about your mommy. Brooke. What I like about my mommy is she helps me with everything. Helps you with everything. They are good helpers, aren't they? Okay, tell us your name and what you like about your mommy. Callan. Callan, okay. What do you like about your mommy? Help her clean my house. Help her clean my house. Is she a good house cleaner? Yeah. It's nice to have a nice house, a clean house to come home to, huh? Yeah. Mommies are good at that. Okay. Tell us your name and what you like about your mommy. Seth. You don't know? You want to think about it and tell me in a minute? Okay. Oh, okay. She's nice. She's nice? Oh, good. I'm glad your mommy's nice. We need nice mommies, huh? Okay, your name and what you like most. David. And I like to give her hugs. Oh, yes. Is she a good hugger? Yeah. Cool. My name is Logan, and the best thing that I like about my mom is that she's merciful. She's merciful. Oh, man. It's nice to have a merciful mother, huh? I had a merciful mother, too. All right. You ready? Tell us your name. My name is Paige, and my and the most important thing about my mom is that she loves me. Oh, that's that's beautiful. All right, thank you. Tell us your name and what you like most. Heidi. Um, the best thing I like about my mom is because she's nice and she's. Friendly. Nice and friendly. Okay. I like that about moms, too. All right. Ready? My name is Anna, and I like what I like most about my mom is she's pretty. She's pretty. Oh, beautiful. All right. Thank you. All right. Ready? My name is Rachel, and the best thing that I like about my mom is that she reads with me when scary books that... At, when my little sister, that my little sister can't read. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fun. It's good to have your mom next to you when you're, when you're in a scary section too, so that you're not afraid all by yourself. Okay. Tell us your name and what you like most about your mom. My name is Ellie, and what I like most about my mom is, is she's a great singer. She's a great singer. Yeah, and you like to sing, too. Okay. Your turn. Hi, my name is Lauren, and my mom's kind, and she helps provide for the house. All right. That's great. Well, thank you, guys. You did a great job. You can go ahead and be seated. It's it's nice to to see those things and uh, to know to know unnoticed. Amen. That kids see mom what you're doing, and uh, sometimes you think that you're just taken for granted, but deep down inside, I know that they really appreciate uh, all that you do.
Well, how for, how much, what else do, uh, are we to do when it comes to honoring our mo- mother and father, especially in those younger d- years? Well, number one is we need to be obeying them. Now that's an obvious, but this is what the Bible says. That you need to be doing what they ask. Children, are you doing a good job at obeying your mom and dad? The Bible wants you to do this. And the Bible says it will go well for you as you do. This, this is a character trait. This is a discipline that God wants us uh, to learn to acquire. Because, you know, as we go, grow older, you know, we need to respect those in authority. We need to obey those in authority. And there are going to be people looking to fill jobs in the future. And they're not going to want to hire children who didn't learn to obey their mom and dad. You know, we need to have that important life skill in honoring authority. And so if you have the attitude, well, no one's going to tell me what to do, well, that is not going to go well for you. And so your mom and dad are there to help you to learn to obey them. And as you obey, you are honoring them. And it will go well for you. So learn that trait. It is important that you have that discipline all through your early years and even into your teenage years. As a young adult, how are we to honor our parents? And I'm thinking of uh, the teenagers here this morning and even those those in your early, early 20s, and you may be on your own this morning. The first thing that we do to give them honor is we need to respect them. Respect them. Look what the Bible says in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 3. Each of you must respect his mother and father. Hebrews 12:9 says, "Respect our own parents for tr- our own parents for training and not spoiling us." We need to express uh, 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 respect those those moments where they have to discipline our lives, um, and they discipline us for our good. And they don't want us to grow up being spoiled individuals. Now, one of the reasons why you're to respect them is because, you know what? Mom and dad have weaknesses. We're all flawed, like I said in the beginning. But in spite of their flaws, in spite of their weaknesses, we are still to give them Respect. You know, and when you're a teenager, uh, these flaws weren't necessarily noticeable to you when, when you were a child. I mean, you, your parents were invincible. They were your heroes. And, uh, uh, you always looked at them through rose-colored glasses. 
But as we become older and when we become teenagers, we begin to notice those flaws. And for some of us, that's all we see are the flaws. But in spite of their flaws, the Bible says we are to continue to respect them. How do we respect them? Well, number one, we we respect them by accepting them. Accepting who they are for who they are. Okay? Yeah, no one's perfect, but these are the parents God has given you. We need to accept our parents. The good, the bad, the ugly. They are your mom and dad. And maybe you're here this morning and you're thinking, why should I respect them? I didn't have any choice in the matter. I didn't choose my parents. Well, guess what? They didn't choose you either. God, in his infinite wisdom, gave you the parents that you have. And mom and dad, in God's infinite wisdom, God gave you the children that you have. And you are to respect. Now, if you're adopted here this morning, you know what? You are unique. You didn't, you you know, your mom and dad, your adopted parents chose you. And that is a very special relationship. They knew who they were getting. And they said, I choose you. And that is a beautiful picture of, uh, of, the, of salvation and our adoption in Jesus Christ. Jesus knew all of our flaws, knew all of our inconsistencies. He knew what we were going to do in all of life. But in his unconditional love, he says, I choose you. And that's what your mom and dad did if they adopted you. But God has given us the parents that you needed. And we are to respect them. And we respect them by accepting. God, this is what you had planned for my life. Help me to learn from them. But not only do you accept them, but you also forgive them. Again, they're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. And they're going to make mistakes. And sometimes parents don't admit to their mistakes. We don't like to swallow our pride and say that I was wrong. And there I remember those moments in my children's life when I over-disciplined or I, I was over-angry and wounded their spirit. I had to go back to them and apologize for the way I had reacted. But parents don't always do that. And even if they don't, we need to learn to forgive. Why? Because there are going to be things in your life that they're going to have to forgive you for. Because you're not perfect either. So respecting them is by accepting them and forgiving them. And again, as we honor 
our mother and our father, there are going to be blessings that accompany that lifestyle, that obedience, that life of obedience. Another way we honor our parents in um, in adolescence and young adulthood is by listening to them. Listening to them. Look at Proverbs chapter 13, verse 1. Intelligent children listen to their parents. Foolish children do their own thing. Proverbs 23, 22 says, Listen to your father's advice and don't despise your mother's experience. And even if you're out there on your own, say you're older, you're out of your house, and uh, you're, you're establishing your own independent life right now, you still need to listen to your parents. And that doesn't... That doesn't mean that uh, they are to control your life, but in in honoring them, you need to respect what they have to say. And I know some of you are here this morning, and you've got parents who are really flawed. Okay, and and uh, they they like to give a lot of unsolicited advice, and you know what their lifestyle. Their actions don't match what they're trying to tell you and how you are to live your life. And sometimes you have to draw some really strong boundaries. But I would encourage you to continue to listen. Because even a broken clock is still right two times a day. Right? And your parents have some words of wisdom that they want to convey to you and respect them by listening to them. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 20 through 23 says, this is in today's English version, it says, Do what your fathers tell you and never forget your what your mother teaches you. Keep their words with you always locked in your heart. Their instructions will lead you, protect you, and advise you. Their instructions are like a lamp. Their corrections can teach you how to live. If you grew up and you were blessed to have parents who loved and nurtured you and encouraged you and grandparents who had that same kind of relationship with you, guess what? Uh, that is such a blessing. And they have, they have left words that continue to resonate and whisper in your heart and encourage you in those times of important decisions, even if they're not here. And you need to thank the Lord for the blessing they have been in your life. But God has put parents in our life to give us instruction. Look at what the word says. Their instructions are like a lamp. They help guide us in the dark. God's word is like that and God's parents and our parents are like that. And we need to listen to them. We need to respect them. Not disrespect them. 
And even if your parents are not perfect and you've had to draw those difficult boundaries for you emotionally, your emotional health or for your family, continue to respect them. Don't degrade them or or speak in anger. Then what does the Bible say about honoring our mother and father in adult life, at the end of their life? How do we do that? Well, number one, by appreciating them. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 22 says, When your mother is old, show her appreciation. What should I appreciate about my parents? Well, if you're a mom this morning, a mom of young ones, your children remind you every single day what you need to appreciate about your mother. Let's watch this video, and uh, I'll sh- it sh- shows you what I'm talking about. I'm sorry, Mom, for all the endless piles of laundry. I'm done. I'm sorry for not giving you one moment of silence. I'm sorry for everything. I'm sorry, Mom, for all those times when I came home late. Sorry for always spending on the rest. For treating you like an ATM machine. For breaking your heart over and over by thinking I knew better. Parenting is the hardest thing I've ever done. But I've learned how to do it from you. Thank you for teaching me. That giving up myself is the strongest way to live. That allowing my kids to fail will teach them the greatest lesson. Thank you. For teaching me that I can get one more day. That parenting is the greatest honor in the world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Isn't that so true? Whatever your children are doing to you, Mommy, you have done to your mother. And you need to maybe apologize, but say thank you for all that she put up with in raising you. You know, my brother was supposed to be here this morning. I'm not seeing my brother. But I can't tell you how many times... Uh, my mom had to separate him and I from fighting each other. And often it was with a broomstick uh, in the front yard. I mean, we were vicious with each other at times. But uh, I don't think I've ever told my mom uh, thank you for uh, uh, keeping us from killing each other. Now, I love my brother today, but, uh, yeah, moms have put up with a lot, lot and we need to take the time to appreciate them. It's costly raising children. Uh, in preparing for this message this morning, I learned that it, today's cost in raising kids, over 18 years, it now costs $249,000. 
to raise a child. <laughs> some, some parents are really stressed out at the moment when they hear those, those figures. But, you know, your mom and dad have sacrificed in raising you. I mean, think of the nice things that they could have had they not had you. But they were willing to sacrifice all those things to raise you, to have you. You know, someone said this about the, what a, the, a definition of a parent is. A definition of a parent is someone who has photos where they used to have money. That's very true. You know, it reminds me of um, another stage about the the stages of uh, of uh, that a father goes through. There's four stages. First, uh, he believes in Santa Claus. The second stage, he doesn't believe he's Santa Claus. The third stage, he is Santa Claus. And the fourth stage, he looks like Santa Claus. <laughs> but parents go through a lot in raising you, and we need to take the opportunity to appreciate all that they've done for us. And not only do we honor our parents in our adult season of life by appreciating them, but we honor them by providing for them. Providing for them. You know, there's there's going to come a period where they can't uh, take care of themselves. And as children, we need to be there for them and show them honor. You know, in the Western culture, in the Western culture, we're the only culture that puts our youngest ahead of our oldest. In other cultures around the world, the oldest are most honored, most respected. Asian culture, Middle Eastern culture, African they are more respected than anyone else because there is wisdom there that they need to glean from. There's a treasure of wisdom. And for some of you, as as your parents get older, the roles reverse, don't they? You know, you no longer become the child, but you can't become the parent to your parent. And it's not easy moving into that stage. And and God wants you to be there in helping provide, take care of them as they have raised and nurtured you all of your life. Now, some of you, you've already moved into this stage. And it's a challenging stage. It's an especially challenging stage for those who still have children that are dependent on you. And yet your parents are in this season of life and they're dependent on you as well. And you are sandwiched in between. And that's a tough situation to be in. And God wants to give you the grace to care for them. I I remember when uh, Susan's parents uh, were were ill and coming to the end of their life. And there were many times where Susan just had to go and spend a week to two weeks with her parents to, to help uh, to help them. And, and I was there for the, the kids uh, <clears throat> down south. And 
something you just need to do. I appreciate Rick and Judy having taken my father in uh, when he was coming to the end of his life and, and caring for him. And my sister today uh, is caring for my mother in, uh, in, in her home. But this is something that God would have us to do. And Jesus modeled it for us. What did Jesus do? Jesus was hanging from the cross. And one of his last words concerned his mom. And he instructed John, one of the disciples, to care for his mother. Jesus was modeling this as he was dying for our sin. His mother was on his heart that she be cared for. And this is what God would have us to do. That we would provide for them in their old age. This is critical. God knew that this was so important that he made it one of the Ten Commandments. And so my question to you this morning is how are you doing in honoring them? Did you grow up in a difficult relationship? And, and there's, there is a, there's a big gap, relational gap between you and your parents. That affects you. And you need to have the courage and the strength through God's grace to make contact. To work things out. And come to a point where you can show them honor, respect them. Know that, that God has used that parent, those parents, to create you. God knew exactly what he was doing. I don't understand it. We can't, we can't Understand God's sovereignty oftentimes. But God was, you were so important that he needed the DNA of your mom and your dad to make you. And they have a purpose in your life. Honor them. Maybe this morning, you just have a difficult time keeping in contact with your mom. Well, today is a day, but don't let just today be the day. But make it a point to regularly contact and say, Mom, how you doing? You know, talk about your day. Her life isn't complicated. She's got all the time in the world to listen to what's going on in your life. And she wants to hear what's going. You know, I'm not I'm not real communicative when it comes to talking to my mom, but I need to be. She wants to know what's going on in my world. And so, you know, through this message this morning, I, I I'm going to make it a point to be more detailed in 
my conversation with you and what's going on in my life because she wants to hear. That would be one great way to honor and respect who she is. But thank you, moms, really for showing us God's nature in your life. I would hate to think what this world would be like without moms. Can you imagine? You know, when I talked about the um, the end of life and providing for your, your parents, you know, my kids, and I've shared this before, my kids are fighting over who's going to take care of their mother. Okay? But for me, they said they're going to draw straws. And whoever gets shortest gets me. I hope I don't get Kyle. (laughs) I'm praying for Emily because I need a nurse. (laughs) But thank you. Thank you for all that you do. You know, Susan and our family... She truly makes our house a home. She makes everyone's birthday special. She makes all the holidays throughout the calendar year special. And she thinks of others far more than she thinks of herself. And that describes all the moms in this room. Thank you for the sacrifice you make Every single day. And I pray that today will be very special to you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I thank you for this commandment. That sometimes we were just really overlooked because we're busy or we're self-centered. And God, you want us to honor our mom and our dad. God, I pray uh, for individuals here this morning who have a difficult relationship with their parents. God, give them your grace. Give them your love. Give them your, your tone of conversation. that can convey respect and honor. And God, as they take the initiative to repair what's broken, God, I get pray that you would give them words of wisdom and grace and mercy. Because God, that's That's who you've been to us all of our days. And you can be that in them as they depend on you. God, I pray for others this morning whose parents are at the end of their life. And they're having to care and And they have other responsibilities and they may feel like they're falling short this morning. God, encourage them. 
show them ways that they can help provide and be there for a mom and dad who've raised them. I pray for teenagers this morning. God, for some of them, they may wonder why you have given them the parents that you have given them. But God, you have a plan. You have a purpose. Help them to accept. Help them to forgive their flaws. Help them to obey. Help them to appreciate all that their parents, all that their mother does for them. Thank you for this day. And I thank you for Jesus who showed us was an example to us how important it is to care for his mother even at the end of his life. Jesus, help us to follow in your steps. But thank you for every single mother in this room who makes our life more special because of their presence. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen.